Join Ian Garvey as we uncover the hidden marketing stories that shape our world. Reveal the latest marketing tactics that will shape your future and the amazing people that grow organizations, movements, and businesses. Learn to grow your business and shape the world around you. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show with Ian Garlic. And yes, it's Ian, not Ian. That's marketing too. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show. This is going to be a fun one. I have my great friend, genius marketer, founder of Brem Media, Audra Brem. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you, Ian. This is going to be fun. I feel like I'm just having like coffee with a friend right now. We are. So it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to take, talk today water. about organic media. The one thing you can tell Audra that will make you that will get her to punch you in the face. Uh, <laughs> what's working yep. right now in organic media, uh, organic social media. And then, um, yeah, we're going to, she's going to tell us everything. And then if you want to hire her, you can go to breadmedia.com. Uh, Audra works with health beauty brands. Um, we'll get a little to, to that in a second, but of course it's brought to you by videocastory.com. Video case stories are some of the best organic social media. Go to videocastory.com to learn more on how to do it easily. All right, Audra, before we get into organic social media, let's talk a little bit about your agency, what you do, who you serve, how you make people millions of dollars. Oh, overnight, right? Overnight. Um, <laughs> yeah, just kidding. That's an asterisk. Um, so, hi, everyone. Um, Brim Media is a social media marketing agency, specifically social media marketing. And I say that because we like to be the best at what we do, so we cater to social media. And we only work with health and wellness, beauty and fashion brands. So anyone within that, but that is brands that understand the world of beauty and fashion and sell e-commerce. So not B2B, but B2C. And within that, with social media, it's not just Facebook. And I love to say this because I think there are so many agencies out there that are specific to Facebook, which is great but never put all your eggs in one basket, right? You have to mm -hmm. be able to market other places and we do all of social media. I wanna get into that because I think that's important to talk about, to have a complete social media strategy, but I'm guessing it's not the same social media strategy for every single platform. You don't just cut and paste. No. Oh my gosh, wanna know my big pet peeve in life is the people that toggle. And when I say toggle, I mean you literally post the same content on every social media platform out there because that does nothing for you. You literally are going and you're making sure that every audience, every social media platform has a different audience, right? You have TikTok that ranges, skews a little bit younger. You have Facebook that skews a little bit older. But the most important part of that is that you're actually attracting the right audience. So just because you put a toggle on, and go, okay, content's everywhere. That does nothing for your brand and nothing for sales either. Exactly. Yeah, but <laughs> people people are so lazy. I think that they check it off. And But also, the, you know, the thing that you want to make you want to punch them, they think organic is dead. Yeah. Uh, and you're saying it's not. What kind, I mean, let's just talk results. What kind of results have you been getting from organic social media for your clients? So the funny part is, is results are so different when you talk about organic, because I think what 
we as a whole, as just consumers, as owners and stuff like that, we look at results and we go, what's our ROI? And mm-hmm. with organic, it is the hardest thing in the world to track yep. because it is one of those things that's about brand recognition, brand awareness, making sure that people are talking about you. So how do you track that? Well, click through stuff like that. I will tell everyone that is listening to this, please do not look at impressions. If you are looking at impressions, call me immediately or if someone's telling you that because they are giving you a load of crap in the best (laughs) way I can say. But really what we like to make sure of, especially on the social front, is are you getting saves? Are you getting comments? Are you getting likes? Engagement is your currency on organic. So we want to make sure that your engagement is actually growing and that's leading to people that are actually funneling to your website. And then you add advertising to that and then you retarget them and do so many other fun things like email marketing to be able to have this all encompass actual sales funnel rather than just doing one thing. Because the one thing I will always tell people is marketing is a sales funnel, whether salespeople want to say yes or no to that, right? You always have the marketer yelling at the salesperson or the salesperson yelling at the marketer. They have to coexist together to make sure that happens. Yeah, and it's it's always, yeah, it's always a push. And it's like SEO and content too, right? It's it's always a push uh, to have the, the keywords in there versus having good copy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, and that's a perfect part, sorry. But no, go ahead. organic content is like your website's SEO. It will help you rank. It helps, right? When you think about websites and putting money into SEO, you have to do a lot of that, right? But when you have Facebook or Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, Snap, all of those are these big companies that already are ranking for you. So if you're posting, you're automatically going to rank higher normally, depending upon how much you're putting to your website, but higher than your website because they have that within it, the platform already. So if you're not utilizing organic copy, then you're not going to rank as much either because you want to make sure you're always staying current, staying up to date, telling your audience, growing that audience so people care about you. And the big thing there is making sure you stay relevant. Tell a story. You know, and I think you made a great point there too because a lot of people, you know, even when we started 12 years ago and I was thinking about it, I used organic as an SEO strategy. Because mm-hmm. even though there's, you know, from technically it's not supposed to get links or something, but like you said, those those pages will rank. But Google 100 percent is is using that as a signal for good content, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. And what I think has happened, especially in the last couple of years, because when I started Bermedia six years ago, we strictly started as an organic social media agency, and then we grew because obviously advertising was so important. But what people are losing is that they're looking for a quick sale. Mm -hmm. When you think about marketing, it is not a quick sale. It's about making sure that you have this audience that screams off of a rooftop saying, I love this brand, you should come because we all know, like, and trust what our friends are telling us. So you got to grab that attention. Doing that is doing organic. It's telling the story. Why should people care about you? talking about it it cannot just be a sales tactic of here's my phone buy this now here's my phone buy this now yeah tell the story about what the phone is doing for your life i that's a weird complicated thing to say because i have nothing to do with phones but my phone is in my hand (laughs) no but i agree but you know back to the people you do help with you know health beauty um what how do you create 
a great organic strategy. We're, we're talking about things you shouldn't do. Yes. How do you create a great organic strategy? It's all about, so the way we partner with our clients is it's focused on that client. It's a partnership. It's hearing what their goals are. And it can't just be like a 10-year goal, right? Like I love when brands come to us and are like, oh, I can't wait to be a billion dollar company. And it's like, me either. Can't wait till you get there. L let's scoot backwards. What, what's your three, <laughs> what's your three month goal? What's your year goal? What's yeah. your two year goal? And then it's really talking about, okay, what matters to you? Why did, and we love talking to the owners of our brands and our partners, because we want to hear why did they start this company? What actually is different? Because in the beauty industry, and I guarantee a lot of you understand this, which is a lot of us create our beauty products from the same manufacturing plant. So how do we make sure that you stand out? And that's all about your marketing and all about the story behind it. So it's all about our onboarding and talking about how we strategize to get that story out there, why this company matters, what is the, like, what's our goals and how can we actually achieve those? And that'll then help us create personas. Who are we talking to? And that ultimately then helps create the content. What's this voice? Who are we trying to get to save content? Who do we want to share it to? What makes these people ultimately go to the website and click links or um, want guides or giveaways or things in that regard? And the biggest thing that everyone knows now within this industry is that influencers are a must. And I'm not saying influencer marketing when they post for you. I mean, we take that influencers and we get their content and we use it for us. The best thing I will ever tell any brand now is when it comes to influencer marketing and organic marketing is you want to own your content. Don't let someone else own it. Make sure that you own it. That's a valid point. It's been there. I mean, that's a fundamental. I think we've mm -hmm. gotten away from it, right? That, that people have let their content go everywhere else. And it's, it's so key. Um, you know, and when you're developing that story and developing that content, I mean, do you go straight into a calendar? How do you now figure out how you're going to, craft that content. Oh my gosh, I just got so excited. I'm like scooting up. I'm like, hey, I am. Let's talk about this. Um, I think content, this, I feel like other marketers are going to yell at me, but whatever. I'm not the biggest marketer anyway. Um, but I think content calendars are a joke. Like I, I truly believe that we've gotten to a point in social media that we believe that a content calendar is like, God himself, if that makes sense. Like that is the only thing that people should see and we have to follow it strictly. When has that ever worked for anyone? Who cares about testimonial Tuesdays and tasty Thursdays? Like that is so long ago that a content calendar should not be what you're, you are doing. What you need to do is make sure you stay relevant, dive into the content. What we do after our onboard our onboarding call and our strategy is get back on a call with our client, make sure we're all on the same page, what we're dialing into, brainstorm back and forth about where we want to go. And we immediately start writing content. We bring that back to our client and then we go, what do you think? If you read this, is this what you want your, your company to embody? As soon as we land that voice, we just go. It should never be about Monday has to be this, Tuesday has to be this. That's when you become lazy. That goes back to the toggle. Content calendars should die. 
they should die. I will say it here. I just can't because people are so stuck on it. And it's the other thing that this is going to make me hated. So whatever. I tend to put my foot in my mouth. I think marketers are liars. I do. And the biggest thing for me is that you should never lie to your partners. You should never lie to your clients. Stay honest. That's what consumers want is for brands to stay honest. So we should stay honest as agency owners. And the big thing for me is don't throw money at a wall and hope it sticks. Like you need to compound that and you compound that by making sure you storytell and telling the brand and who cares about your brand and who loves it. Going back to having our friends that we all know that when your friend tells you how much they love a product, you're going to buy it most of the time mm -hmm. because you're like, oh my gosh, I trust you, your skin, your hair, your fashion. They all are exactly like mine. Well, how can social media be your friend? And it's by making sure you encompass that. That's how you're successful on social. And yeah, it's a fundamental. And, you know, mm -hmm. I think I, I agree with you on the content calendar because what, what does that make it? It makes it a broadcast calendar versus a social yes. calendar, right? I'm using that from now on. Well, it, it's that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I, I'm good at coming up with these terms. Uh, that's why I have eight different brands. Yes, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Just term uh, after term. Yeah, there's another brand. Um, yeah, but that's it, such a good point because I, I see this all the time, and everyone wants this magic bullet of a content calendar, and doesn't want to make their social media social. And it's I wrote about this. I mean. 12, 13 years ago, it's like part of it is listening, right? And if you have a content calendar, you're not really listening and adapting, are you? No, because you're just sitting there going, and I'm not saying that you need to be in real time all the time, because if we did that, then we'd be literally sitting and typing away and never being ahead of the curve either. But what I'm saying is you need to make sure that you understand your audience, just like you said, like this a content calendar can't dictate what you post. You have to dictate what you post or let Remedia dictate what you post, right? Which is you have to understand who your audience is. And this goes back to like, don't post on TikTok what you're going to post on Facebook or Instagram. And yes, Reels and TikTok make sense together, but it's different audiences. And why is it fun? Social media is supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be boring. Someone's going to follow you because they enjoy what you're doing. When you think about brands or companies or, or people you follow on social, it's usually because they've made you either smile or they've uplifted you in some way, or maybe the other way where you're like, Ooh, negative Nancy today. And you're like, Ooh, I understand that. I want to feel that way too. So it has to make you feel something. And that mm -hmm. that's such a huge point is to make sure that organic is an emotion it's an emotion it cannot just be a calendar yeah and so how do you you know how do you make that happen like what's the process because you okay you write this content mm -hmm. and then like what you put it out there and what happens next so after that we're all about analytics right like as soon as it's going and here's the thing when i say organic and this sounds sad to say there is a a way that organic is dead, which is yes, you do still have to put money to organic content for it to be seen by a bigger audience, right? So ultimately we put content out there, we will boost it, which there is a big difference between boosting and advertising. 
please know that that could be a whole different conversation. <laughs> but when you boost, you still are targeting people. You're still trying to go after a new audience that you want to see. The other piece of this is utilizing your lists and stuff like that that you have on the back end. Or if you're a new company, trying to figure out who are your demographics, what are your Google Analytics seeing? The biggest thing about organic is following the analytics. It isn't just about like, oh, we like this, so it's gonna go well. It's, all right, how many people have actually viewed this? Who is liking it? What are our demographics? Who's saving it? Who's sharing it? If nothing is there, just because we love it, that means the audience doesn't love it. Get rid of it, scrap it. You have to always constantly be evolving and not just be stuck in like, well, this works, good, that, that's it, we're good. Yeah, obviously you have to test stuff out, put stuff yes. out. Um, you know, what, but, okay, I'm, I'm trying to figure this out and you know, like someone out there is like, like, oh, that's great. You know, Audra, I'll post something and I'll look at the analytics and then what do I, you know, what analytics am I looking at and what am I doing with it? Yep. So there's so much to that because it's <laughs> cumbersome is the best way I can say, which is there's multiple analytics to look at. So we use, there's tons of things out there. We're a Sprout partner. So we use Sprout Social for all of our organic analytics. And then we use Google Analytics as well. Because what ultimately what we're looking at is, yes, if the post is working on all channels, but is it leading people to go to the website? Because, right, we all, that's the big, big thing is you want people to get to the website. And how do you make them get to your website? So it's CTA, so call to actions, right? In your posting, in your organic, but it's also making sure that it's relevant. So when we're looking at analytics, not only are we looking through clicks, through saves, through everything like that, I wanna see on each day what post is getting the most traction on the website, right? We use a lot of UTM codes now because with social media and the iOS update, so much has changed. So we wanna make sure we're tracking properly. So that's why we use Google Analytics. So every post has a different UTM code. Mm. We can go down that road too, which is you wanna make sure that you can track back to each exact post of what's working. Because if I can't, then I can't duplicate our efforts or I can't start telling that story of what people care about. And that's what our team does is making sure, okay, we love this post and this actually did so well. Look at all of a sudden 500 new people came to the website on this exact day. There's other variables, obviously you'll be advertising, you could be doing Google ads, you could have videos out there. There's a lot more to it, but what we can look at is how much our click through is from that post and then start thinking about how to story tell from there. Mm. If it's a testimonial video, which are going really well right now, most social platforms if that's the case then why are we not utilizing influencers to tell more of that story how does it feel how do you look how do you style this outfit there's so much more to it but it has to look like the girl next door or the guy next door it can't be the supermodel like that won't get you anywhere anymore it has to be down to earth feeling like consumers can relate and relatability is all we care about when it comes to analytics who can relate to this Exactly. Yeah. And it, that's, I mean, reliability and, and taking action, right? And, mm -hmm. and them taking action. So, you know, you're seeing all this data. You have tons of health and beauty clients. You said testimonials, which I, I mean, is it like a true testimonial or is it a story? 
Like, I, I, it's I, both. So it's what you love to talk about, Ian, which is the actual story of like what matters. But it's also silly enough, and I know people know this, but it's just reevaluating it. It's the silly enough the unboxing videos of just seeing someone open your packaging, feel it, talk about it, and actually go, "Oh my gosh!" Like we have a client that has bath bombs. They have a lot more than bath bombs, but we just had a video created of someone doing an unboxing video going, I've actually never used a bath bomb. And she felt it and talked about what it felt like and put it in water and talked about like the sound. It's trying to grab people's attention without sitting there going, this is a great product and yeah, so, you should so buy it. That is a story, right? That's yep. not a testimonial. Because testimonials are, this is a great product, you should buy it, this is awesome. Telling the story of how it feels when you open it up, that is a story. Like, and it, you know, it doesn't, it, that's a, you know, I thought this, I thought, I've never used bath bombs before, I didn't know what they're like, and now I'm feeling touch them and they're awesome. That's yep. a story. Um, and, and that's great. And, and so what other types of videos are, do you see working really well right now? Short end videos are the biggest success right now, unless you're on YouTube, which we can get into, but 30 seconds or less, right? It is the TikTok style video that is the most exciting right now because that's the platform that's the most exciting, especially in this industry, because it's relevant and people wanna have fun. So it's staying up on trends. It's doing, there's so many like, gosh, my mind goes way too down the rabbit hole of TikTok videos, which is funny, but it's, <laughs> it's the transitions. It's what's captivating the audience. So if you have hair, it's showcasing like hair care products. It's showcasing what it looks like in your hands, emulsifying it, putting it in your hair, showing someone that flips their hair and has it actually style talking about the products. There are so many videos now, like, I almost want to say that if you're doing a video that's 30 seconds or less, it will be successful as long as it showcases your product correctly. Like you could do pretty much anything and everything as long as it makes sense to your brand, right? But transitions, if you have a transition that shows from the start to your product to the end, or if you're trying to, if you're a fashion line and you're trying to showcase different looks, it's doing the fun transitions like stepping on your camera. Don't really step on your camera, but show the foot that goes in and out and editing it like that. We love editing those types of videos because you get to be creative and get to have fun and you're showcasing so many different looks to people that otherwise they would see one of your outfits and be like, mm -hmm, that, that's probably not for me. But now all of a sudden you just attack 10 different people in one video because you showed 10 different outfits in a transition. Love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and it's funny because yeah, what three years ago, I didn't think TikTok was going to be stay around three years ago. And then two years ago, I realized that, you know, I started to see the trend and, and now everyone is doing it. And like one of our friends, she sends us TikTok videos all the free. She's a mom of four and she's yep. like, TikTok video, TikTok video, TikTok video. Um. <laughs> I was like you. I actually, about three years ago, was like, my nieces were on it. And yep. I think at that time it was called Musical.ly. Yep. And I was like, this is crap. Like, who's going to use this? This is a horrible platform. And I actually told everyone, like, there's no way this is going to go anywhere. Well, 
I'm the first one to always say I don't know everything. So it clearly did. And then the best thing that happened to TikTok, and most people will agree, was COVID. It yep. really was because everyone was stuck at home and they were looking for an outlet to have fun. And I will say, especially in the beauty and fashion industries, if you are not on TikTok, you are losing an audience that is perfect for you. That there are two platforms now that are succeeding most and it's Pinterest and TikTok. Facebook is still one of the highest out there, right? We still wanna be there. There's still so much value. But if you're looking to grow your branding or organic and even just your your return on investment, go on TikTok and go on Pinterest. And if you have zero idea how to do it, call us because that's that's the most fun is to brainstorm and to figure out your voice. Because most brands are like, I just don't have the time to create these videos and they overthink it. And this should not be something you overthink. This is something that's fun. If you have a face of your brand, you've you're already far above most of people. And if you don't, then you use people for it. There's ways to do it. You know, as far as, you know, people can start to get overwhelmed, right? And they're like, mm -hmm. well, how am I, how do I know this is working? Oh, it's not working. I'm making all these videos and I'm not getting a return on investment. You know, what's a good output of content and timeline before you see some sort of return on investment? It, it depends, right? If you're a brand new brand, it's going to take time. It could take six months. It could take a year. That's usually the range of when you start really actually seeing traction. It also depends on how willing you are to create content, right? If you just want the agency to, and while that's great and we're happy to, you also have to understand like, this is your company. This, this is what you want to succeed. So you need to put effort into it as well. And it can't just be all eggs in one basket. Are you selling other places? Are you branding yourself other places as well? Cause that will actually make you succeed quicker. When it comes to brands that have already established themselves on other platforms or have an audience, it could take less than three months um, to actually see something. I never guarantee anything, right? Social fluctuates on a dime. We used to see a 14 times return on platforms. Now we're seeing four times return. It does fluctuate. You just have to be ahead of the curve. But if you're ahead of it, you'll always be more successful than your competitor. Well, you talked a little bit about ROI beforehand, and I think that's it's something I want to reiterate just because I'm not going to even ask you the question, but it's, <laughs> it's so important. I can't stress you people enough that if you're getting even a, a 0.8 to 1 return on your social media, you are. that's what I love about organic stuff, right? Because it's building. It's building. It's not like ads. You shut off ads. You get even if you get a two, one to one, at least you've got some brand building going. But yep. if, if you're building organic, it's building, building, building. And there's people that are going to follow you for two years before taking action. They're going to watch all your stuff. I mean, I have random people come up to me and they're like, "I've been listening to your podcast for three years." I'm like, "Why did you never tell, say anything? Never do anything?" You're like, oh, it, "But it, it, I, I think that's an important point to make." Um, do you find that clients are a little irrational with ROI? I mean, yeah. Do you want me to laugh? Not not in a bad way. And here's the thing. I'm a business owner, right? Like at the end of the day, we all care about our bottom line and top line more than anything else. That's what you're in business to make money, right? Like we all are. So I get it. But the thing is, what I think people forget about is they hear these stories about how social media made a brand successful overnight. Mm -hmm. 
That is not the case. Let me emphasize that. Yes. You are not successful on social media overnight. There is a lot of man hours beforehand that have been put in to make that brand successful. They don't all of a sudden just blow up because, oh, magically they just came on to TikTok today and now all of a sudden they're viral. It's taken a lot of thought, precision, strategy to make that happen. So when thinking about ROI and when, uh, I always love when clients are like, when do you think we'll get a return? And it's like, gosh, I want it to be yesterday. How do you feel about that? Do you want it to be yesterday? <laughs> but any marketers that guarantee an ROI are lying to you. They yeah. are because there is no perfect answer to this. It depends on your product. It depends on your branding. It depends on your voice and it depends on your audience. Is it relevant? Do they care about you? And are you on the right platforms? And that's a big reason why we partner. And I keep saying the word partner because it is, it's a 50, 50 partnership. We should feel an agency to a brand should feel as though we're sitting in the same office as you. We should be speaking like you. We should be able to almost think your thoughts, right? Like we should be able to do all of that. If you don't have someone working like that for you, call me, I'll, I'll tell you. And I, it's silly to say, but it's all about making sure that you're, you're telling this perfect story. So yeah, maybe something goes viral, but there's a lot of thought behind it and it can take time, but or on the organic side, that will be working for you for years. Just like you said, I, and someone's been listening to your podcast for three years and they just said something. I was probably that person. So that's embarrassing. Um, cause it's true. So great. I feel like I'm with a celebrity, but there are it, in marketing. We've always been told, and I hope brands understand this. It could take seven times for people to buy your products seven times that they've seen you. Oh, organic least. content yes at least exactly it doesn't mean but i always have cut cut wow i always have clients come to us and like why do you think we're getting so much traction like so much traffic to our website and people aren't converting and i'll look at like what their return customer is on their website compared to new and their new outweighs their their return and you're like because you're cold calling 24 7. who likes cold calling does anybody that, that's what you're constantly doing. You need to make social media work as a warm call. Make sure you're cycling through. Make sure not only are you advertising saying, buy this, buy this, but you're telling the story of why, what matters to them, why should they care? And then constantly have that call to action of like, give them their email address, right? Like, why should they be on your email marketing? Why should they do a giveaway and get a free product? What does it matter to them? They all have to correlate together. Yes, yes. And so, you know, we, you talked about voice and finding your voice. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like, because like, I have my own opinion on this, but do you feel businesses, the founder should be a part of that voice in, in health and beauty businesses? I think it depends on what their goal is. I think some are so into, some owners are so into what their brand is and some aren't that some are just like, no, our director of marketing can handle this. And while that's great and we care about that, it's important because I do believe owners started a business for a reason. Mm -hmm. And that as a whole, right? Like we all have goals and mission statements and all of these things. And the most important thing about a brand is sticking to what that mission is 
And that's a part of that voice and tone and personas of who you're going after. And normally the owner has tried to convey what that mission is. So they should have a sense and a be and and make sure that they understand what's going out there too. Cause can you imagine being an owner and having someone come up to you a trade show or while you're out and about and they're like, Oh my gosh, I saw this on social. And you're like, what? you look to the side and you're like, what the hell was on our social media? Was it good or was it not good? <laughs> right? Like they should know what's happening. For sure. 100%. What do you think? I'd love to know. Do you think they should? Be the face of it? I mean, I... Not the... Like, I don't think everyone should be a face, but do you think that they should have their voice within oh, it? Oh, yeah. 100%. I mean, that's... Yeah. I, it's something, actually, like on a personal level too, it's funny, but... I've been hearing it more and more, and there's a great, um, uh, what's his name, the comedian? Uh, I cannot remember his name. There's a documentary about him, and he kept writing in his journal, how can I be more his name? And it's, it, I don't know why. It's the end of the day. I can't remember his name. But it's, I think that's a question that everyone should be asking themselves. Mm -hmm. in life but especially in the business how can we and i see this so much where people are like i want to be that person I'm like no yes that's, that's the beauty of social media is that you, you, you we i mean we were talking about the other day there's there's people that follow the most random random things you know there's ghostbuster people and there's you know furries and and that's the beauty of social media is that you can there's gonna be people that love your voice and and how can you be more you Yes. Right. I think that's a question that we should be asking every day. I love, yeah, I, there's so much to that. I just feel like I always get asked, like, why do people like our posts, but they don't follow us? And it's like, it goes back to, well, they probably chuckled at the post or it, it was a good post at first, but it didn't give them value to want to see you again. Yep. And that goes back to exactly like what you're saying, like that personality of someone I love brands that have a story, not that tug at your heart all the time, but there's a reason, right? Like we all have our reasoning for starting a business or for doing something in their life. Like mine is really easy. I, I literally, there's so much to this, but I hated marketers. I started an agency because I was so sick of hating marketers and they're over promise and under delivering. And I was pregnant and didn't want to go on a job interview and I did and he told me to start an agency and I did that night like we <laughs> we all have a story and they're funny right most of the time and a lot of the time brands start not because we were set out to do them like I guarantee you've heard so many people start agencies or just companies in general because it kind of fell into their lap because that's yep. always what I hear. It's like, oh, well, this kind of just happened or I had this idea and I went to someone and it just happened. Those stories are great still because it's relatable. Like yep. we keep going back to one thing, which is relatability. Just be relatable and people will love it. Be relatable. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to. You shouldn't be the big brand. The big brands are trying to be the small brands, yes. right? And they're, they're tr trying to find ways that they can seem smaller. And that's why they have the sub brands. Um, so this has so been true. awesome. How does someone work with you? If they, if they the, what, what, how does that all work? They just call so, you up and, and they send you a big check. 
Yeah, obviously. I mean, right it away. So no, um, the big thing is, is we don't partner with everyone. I would love to, but it's important to me that we both partner together correctly. So the best way to work with us would either be to go to brimmedia.com and fill in just a wonderful acknowledgement of, I want to work with you. Or you can always uh, email me, which is Audra, A-U-D-R-A, at brimmedia.com. So it's B-R-E-H-M, like Mary, media.com. I blame my husband for that brim part because no one ever gets that right. But <laughs> and then we really dive in. We have a discovery call if this works for both of us. Are we the right partner for you? I'm very serious. I put my foot in my mouth 90% of the time. Ian knows that very well because I do it often, but I am very truthful. And if we don't think that we're the right partner, we'll find the right partner for you. That's great. That's great. And uh, make sure you go check out Brem Media and Audra will be back on. This was this was pretty tame, actually. Uh, this is tame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, that's a good thing. I feel like... People don't need to see the untamed. Ian and I were laughing before because I was like, the Long Islander is going to come out at some point and no one needs to see that. Well, we do. We do. And, <laughs> and when you email her, say, is organic media dead? <gasps> organic social media dead? And put it in the subject line and see what she says. Actually, uh, people should do that. It'll make me read them even more. Yes. Awesome. Well, Audra, thank you so much for being on the Garlic Marketing Show. Thank you for having me. This was a blast. It was tame, but I loved every second of it. Thank you. And thank you all for taking Audra and I on your journey. This has been I Garlic and the Garlic Marketing Show. Video. You know it will make you an authority. You know it will get you more leads. Better leads that close faster and spend more with you. And video stories will help you be remembered and connect with those perfect clients. The problem is, where do you start? Storycruise.com is the place to go. It's like a film crew with an S. What's your strategy? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a videographer, an agency? Do you need an editor? How do you know if they really know your business and how to make videos for business that work? The answer to all of this and more can be found at storycruise.com. It is the place to find the latest video marketing strategies, the best gear for your business, as well as videographers, editors, and agencies near you that are trained in video storytelling for business. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get special insider info for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show, including special access to several of my courses, including my case story course. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get a whole bunch of special offers just for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show. Whether you're looking for a videographer or to do it yourself, go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get started today. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook.